Welcome to the In Parenthesis podcast, created by me, Amy Ward, for In Parenthesis, a group that studies the lives and work of four amazing female philosophers. In this episode, we're going to continue in the conversation with Ellie Robson about different ways of seeing the world that come out of Mary Midgley's philosophy, and particularly from her essay, Rings and Books. In the previous episode, I talked with Ellie about the gaps in philosophy today, and one of the things that she brought up was that we need to start thinking differently about humans and non-human animals. I think that it's easy to think of ourselves, the humans, as the most important or as ruling over the rest of life on Earth. But Michelin encourages us to see ourselves as part of the Earth and not separate or looking down at it. We need to shift our understanding of human to be something more interdependent and embedded in the world, rather than thinking that we could exist apart somehow, like in a distinct thought world on our own. The reality is that we live in this world and we are very much a part of it. So if we sort of start with ourselves as human beings, if we think about valuing the relationships that we have with um, the people around us, um, and then as an extension of that, valuing the people, the, the non-human animals we have around us, though I do think some people value animals more than they would value humans. Um, but generally, we're starting to um, value our, our dependencies and our relationships with them. I think this is we're able to extend this to ecosystems and it's definitely true that human beings need certain ecosystems and certain environments in order to flourish as they say in, in uh, as, as Philippa Foote's term um and this is like uh this is significant so maybe just making small changes like this she, she has this theory Mary Midgley of the of the, the Gaia hypothesis which comes from James Lovelock um, which is the notion that the earth itself is a living organism um and then if we kind of pair this with Midgley's view that she has about, she has a, she's very holistic. She wants us to be um, a small part of a larger whole. Um, so thinking of ourselves as like a small part of the Gaia and we need to um, look at the Gaia as sort of a, a big um, living organism that we're paying, playing our small part into. And we need to respect our relationships and our massive dependencies on the environment for our own flourishing, but also um, the, the small part that we play not destroying the, this larger life that we're part of um so it sort of like goes both ways and it, the link between them i think is thinking about our um ourselves as situated or our dependencies on them um definitely think the Gaia is a really good conceptual tool um for rethinking about the um the climate crisis or the conceptual emergency as people are starting to call it of the climate crisis like perhaps the Gaia hypothesis is a way that we can come out of the conceptual emergency of, of everybody thinking that the earth is just something inert um, I think Mitchley says something like uh, the earth is an inert place for human drama. Like we are, we are here and we're the only things that have meaning and the earth is just something that we can do whatever we want with. Like we need to swivel our perspective and, and think again about um, the mixed community and our place within um, not only human and animal communities, but also like environmental communities. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said about like meaning. Cause it's true. It's really easy to get in our like human heads of like, Oh, this is all that matters is up here. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. There's a lot of meaning in other ways and in other places. And people, people look over when they find meaning in like the simplest ways, like in the mornings, if it's sunny, then I'll go for a walk. That's me going outside into the, into the natural space. And I just feel better whenever I come back and it's like, that's not insignificant. Like that's, but it's not seen as something, um, something that anyone really pays attention to. Mm -hmm. um, it also yeah. strikes me that this worldview, um, 
is very not like the isolated thinker thinking all by themselves in their own little like thought world. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so much more open and yeah, just like interconnected with everything. Like there's being alone doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's like chatting to other people. There is such a tradition as well. Like um, philosophers ought to do their work on their own. Philosophers ought to publish on their own. Um, but I think definitely a move by Claire and Rachel as well as like co- co-authoring um doing projects together this um philosopher queen's book they they're like best friends um new publication that came out there they always talk about how working together in philosophy is so much better than just working on your own you realize so much more you get so much more out of the other person um yeah rather than just cutting ourselves off from anything else going on so What do you think about Midgley's suggestion that we shift our understanding of humans and of animals and of the world? Can you think of ways that this shift might influence your everyday life? One way might be taking more notice of your environment and other life around you. How does being in the sun change your perspective? Or being around singing birds or having plants growing in and around your house? When we start to notice the ways we are affected by other life and our environments, I think it's easier to understand why it's so important that we respect and take care of the things outside of ourselves. I encourage you to think a bit more about Midgley's Gaia theory and spend time considering the ways humans, and you in particular, are dependent on others and on the world for survival. Well, that's all for now. A special thanks to Ellie Robson for the interview conversation in this episode. To find out more about Mary Midgley and In Parenthesis, please visit womeninparenthesis.co.uk. Thanks for listening.